We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. In 2003, Nike signed 13-year-old Freddie Adu to a seven-figure contract. But Freddie didn't live up to the hype. He has turned down every single documentary project looking closely at the details of his career. Until now. People are going to look at everything you did because of the hype surrounding your arrival and what they think you can be. I'm Grant Wall, and this is American Prodigy, Freddie Adu, from Blue Wire Podcasts. Blue Wire. NBA Most Valuable Player, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis trailing the lob. Hello and welcome to the Eurostep, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast, proudly a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I am Ty Windish. I am here with my calculating co-host, Rohan Kadi. It's a fitting adjective today because we are going to break down the Bucks three big free agent deals so far. Um, we're very excited to do so. Um, there's a Bogdan Bogdanovich-shaped cloud, I think, hanging over a lot of Bucks fans right now. Um, we're going to do our best to dispel that just by diving into the guys the Bucks did. Hopefully, for sure, get. I guess you can't you can't take too much security than any reports these days. But Rohan, how are you doing? It's been a day. It has been a day. <laughs> it has indeed been a day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you think we should start so, with the good or the bad from the signings? Because I feel like there's clearly a split. Let's let's start with the let's start with the good. Why not? Yeah. So I and some people actually kind of laughed at me, which I'm a, I don't know. Maybe I'm too in the weeds. Maybe my expectations were too low. Maybe people are just cynical. When I got the tweet that the Bucks signed DJ Augustine to a three-year, twenty-one million dollar contract. I like quote tweeted immediately, like, let's go all caps, like a lot of punctuation, everything else. I know DJ Augustine is not like, you know, a, a sexy name. Like, I don't think DJ Augustine jerseys are going to sell out a five serve whenever they let people into five serve again. I don't know. I thought for less than the full MLE, he was a really good target. I think look at realistically, like what guys got paid on the market, probably one of the better targets the Bucks actually could have afforded. But what was your first thought when you saw that the the Bucks had signed DJ? I thought it was a good deal. Like he is a very very serviceable point guard, good point guard. It if he's your backup guard, that's in insanity. <laughs> really? Um but who knows, maybe who knows what's going on with the Bucks starting lineup at this point. Let's circle back to that after we finish talking about the big additions, because I have some thoughts on that as well. Um, here's the DJ Augustine stats from last year. One of them concerns people. I'm not as concerned. 
10.5 points, 4.6 assists, 2.1 rebounds, 0.6 steals. The field goal percentage is not great. Again, his shooting splits were not as good last year. I'll get to it. 39% from the field, 39.9% from the field, 34.8% from deep. But if you look at the last three seasons as a whole, Augustine is shooting 45, 44.5% from the field and 40.2% from deep. So one bad year. Uh, the Magic brought him off the bench a lot more this year. They're really trying to work Markel Fultz into the mix. They had a lot of injuries. They don't have a lot of spacing. Magic, honestly, just not that good, especially offensively. And the number that really gives me a little bit of hope about DJ Augustine is even though his field goal percentage is not great in the playoffs, he shot 47% from deep this year in the postseason. And he also shot 47% last year in the postseason. So a good player, I think. Certainly not a bad player. Certainly nothing. Yeah, he elevates his game in the postseason. Yeah, and I just think, like, for what he does, like, he's going to pour in a little bit over 10 points. He actually had six assists per game against the Bucs in just 25 minutes. So he's, like, like very much a a capable ball handler who's going to put guys in some good positions. And he's got a real threat of a jumper, which... He doesn't do a ton better than Eric Bledsoe, but he does one thing really much better than Eric Bledsoe, and I think it's the thing the Bucks could really use the most of. Yeah, just uh, if people aren't understanding what Ty you're saying, it's shooting. Yes, uh, yes, shooting is the thing. Shooting yes. is very much. I feel the like thing. that's very obvious, but uh, yeah, it's always good to be clear. It's he he brings like a total package in terms of like a traditional point guard. And he does that at a very minimal cost. What is it like? What was it? Three years, twenty-one mil. Yeah, so seven years average. It might scale up. Um, I don't. I haven't seen details on that yet. But um, yeah, I, I just I trust his three-point shot. I really do. I mean, he's played on Magic for the last four years. Then like OKC in Denver. Then like Detroit, Chicago, Toronto. So those are all the teams he's played for since the thirteen fourteen season when like teams really started to shoot threes more. And in that span, all those seasons together, 38.5% from deep. So I think he's a legit shooter. I think he had one down year. I think it was a weird situation there in Orlando. Um, Whatever role he's in, and again, we'll get to starters and everything, I just think it's really nice to have a dependable veteran who you know is going to knock down some threes, who can also handle the ball. I mean, that's the one thing the Bucs Especially after you got rid of George Hill. Yeah, definitely after you got rid of George Hill. Who's apparently in Oklahoma City now. Yeah, I, I I don't think they're probably going to keep him long term, but maybe I they, they want him. Yeah, I hope not too. I, mean, I hope for George. Be, I feel for good, George. Good for I mean, Shai Gildas Alexander if he gets to learn from him for a couple months. That that could be nice. Chris Paul and then George Hill. Yes. Like, my goodness. That's that's uh, I mean, George's maybe not holding up quite as well in in the company of Chris Paul, but <laughs> that's fair. Still a good vet. Um, yeah, Shai might just be like, I, yeah, I kind of learned from another guy already, George. <laughs> you don't have to mentor me much. Um, but. Uh, yeah, OKC is going crazy. OKC is doing like ten team trades just to get like three I saw, more second round picks. I can't remember picks. who said this on Twitter. It's Keith I Smith, apologize. I think. No, uh, that said that uh, someone needs to hold an intervention for Sam Presti <laughs> that you can't just get a first round pick for everything. I think uh, somebody did like somebody shopped him on Scarface from Scarface and just put the text draft picks over a big pile of <laughs> substances. Um, <laughs> that, yeah. that one made me yeah, crack up. But they, re- they really needed to get someone who could like handle the ball and shoot and be like a distributor uh, after they got rid of George Hill because, as we already mentioned, Eric Bledsoe didn't really fit all of those categories. Um, but, yeah, uh, DJ Augustine really fills the category. He feel, he's, he's, uh, he's been a target of nerd Bucks Twitter for a oh, while. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, th- this was a win. And I think really – Another reason I'm optimistic about his three-point shooting here, like, he was the one doing a lot of offensive initiation when he was on the floor with Orlando, right? Like, they have Aaron Gordon do some stuff. That's fine. Now they had they added faults. Like, Fournier does some stuff. But, like, this team is so much drastically more loaded with threats. Like, he went from being on the floor with Markel Fultz and Evan Fournier and, like, Jonathan Isaac, who's really good defensively, but not that much to write home about on offense right now. Now he's going to be out there with Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, and Giannis. So a a lot different, I think, priorities for for the defense when considering DJ Augustine this coming season than the last few. I think he's going to be able to find space a lot more easier than than he used to, which can only help. Yeah, no, it's definitely definitely not a down 
uh, downgrade. <laughs> no, say that. I don't think so. I, I think he's fine defensively. Um, we haven't really touched on it. Doesn't get a lot of steals. Like he's in position. He's not an impact player on that end. He's very but, small. <laughs> yeah, he's small. It, uh, is Sub he six feet. Five eleven. He's listed as, but five ten sounds right. Yeah, but I, I, again, I don't think it's like. I think he's fine. You know, he's fine. He's he's in position ish. He's not terrible defensively but yeah he's not certainly not an impact player there but the bucks are in a position i feel like with you know their core four i guess you can call it now big four core four of drew chris Giannis, and brooke lopez like you can afford a guy who's not a plus defender with the rest of those guys if he opens up things offensively i think they can cover absolutely for dj augustine yes especially at the point of attack yeah exactly i mean it's good you get around him after a little bit of work and you're running the Giannis and brooke lopez good luck mm-hmm. um they can also cover for Bobby Portis. This one was interesting. So the Bobby Portis news broke first. We're actually doing these in reverse chronological order. Well, I guess we're skipping one for now. I'll circle back to it. But, um, we started with the good. <laughs> no, no, no. There's, an, there's another good one that, that I know. That's what I'm saying. We're still in the good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah True. Um, but Bobby Portis. So I was a little nervous about this because like, this is the first one we heard Why? about. Why? Because you're, you're scared about what he's going to do if you talk bad? <laughs> no, no. Did you see my tweet? I said, somebody asked me if he's a head case. And I said, listen, if wanting to punch Nico Miritich makes you a head case, all Bucks fans are head cases. He's going to fit in just fine. I do think the Bucks could kind of use somebody who's going to get in, hopefully, people on the other team's faces. Um, they could use a little bit of a toughness. Bring back but- juice. Uh, they got Bobby Portis. Let's not go overboard. Um, but this was the first signing announced, and there were no contract details. So I was a little worried this was their MLE. So if you're not aware of the cap terms, teams over the cap can't just sign players for however much they want. They have to use exceptions. You can always do a vet minimum, which is very little money, so it's hard to get guys to sign. The Bucks also had the mid-level exception, which goes up to about $9 million, and the biannual, which is like just under four, I think. Yeah, it is. Um, so it, they didn't say how the Bucks signed him or how much. It was just the Bucks signed Bobby Portis. And I was like, I kind of like Bobby Portis. He's really interesting on offense. Would not like him with the mid-level exception. But it turns out they announced the DJ Augustine deal after. So logically, Bobby Portis had to be the biannual. He is two years, $7.5 million. I, I'm curious. I don't think we've ever talked about him on the pod. What are your Bobby Portis thoughts? Yeah, I don't believe we've ever talked about him on the pod either. I think he's good. He kind of got lost in the shuffle last year, being one of all of, I guess, all of the power forwards in the NBA were on the Knicks. (laughs) They were. Uh, (laughs) um, So he just kind of got lost in the shuffle over there this season. Uh, But in the past, like, he's he's still, like, a solid player, and he's actually not even 26 yet. Yeah, it's young core. The young, young core is restocked. We and still have Dante, I think. Yeah, it looks like it. It looks like it. The young core is flourishing, folks. Um, but yeah, I, I actually we have like draft I said, picks now. Yeah, some draft picks. Two of them coming. Uh, Jordan. No, Laura like there's and, actually a young core now. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, Sam Merrill's probably might be is almost as old as Bobby. Oh, Portis, I forgot about but, that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jordan Wara, young core, welcome. Um, but Bobby Portis, like a dynamic offensive player, legitimately. Um, if you've been listening slash reading me for a long, long time, you will know I was dying for the Bucks to draft Bobby Portis in 2015. Rashad Vaughn, baby. Rashad Vaughn draft. They, they atoned for that sin by getting him now on a very reasonable deal. Um, actually, is there an option on this thing? Yeah, there's a player it's option. It's a player option, too. I believe. Yeah, which kind of makes sense because this is a very low amount. Because it's for a Bucks Portis. deal? Oh, okay. and also, <laughs> the Bucks love their player options. Um, but so last season, 10 points, five rebounds, 1.5 assists. He actually passes a little bit. That's in just 21 minutes a game. Um, but it's like, that sounds fine. You know, whatever, big deal. The Knicks were a mess, like just an abject disaster. The year before that, between Chicago and Washington, Chicago had to trade him because he punched Nico Miritich in the face. Again, <laughs> it's, it's not the worst thing you that could do. That was an do. amazing story. It would have broke. Just a wild... And then like, both of those guys ended up getting traded that year. But yep. Nico missed a little bit of time. Or no, did, did they both miss time? I think, yeah. I think Nico got, uh, yeah, he missed time because of injury. And Bobby Portis got suspended, I think. Oh, yeah. I couldn't remember if he hurt his hand or not. Oh, I don't no, think he, he did, did I think, Did he? I think he did. I think yeah. so, yeah. But he did play again that year. Regardless, um, Bobby Portis, though, that year, 14 points a game between the two teams. He actually scored exactly 14 on both teams. Um, but on the season as a whole, 14 points, 8 rebounds, 1.4 assists. Shot 39% from deep on 3.8 looks per game. This is another one where the more recent evidence, just 35.8% from deep. But again, 
terrible basketball situation on the, the Knicks. The shot quality is much awful. different. Terrible. <laughs> the, everything about the Knicks last year, garbage. So I think it's a safe bet. Like, he's shown he can make threes before. It's a safe bet that he's going to make them better than he did last year on the Bucks. I mean, this is going to be by far Bobby Portis' best situation, regardless of what his role really is. He's going to get minutes either way for sure. And I just think, like, there's a lot he can do. And lineups with him and Giannis are going to be super fun. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, just just the the ability for him to get shots as, like, a fifth option when he's on the floor Yeah, is just, it's going to be amazing. But like you were saying, like, lineups with him at center with Giannis out there, that's that's a little, that's, that's interesting. That's very interesting. Because you get sort of that rugged, I, I shouldn't say rugged <laughs> defensiveness, but at least you get someone who's not going to, not going to take anything, let's say that, uh, saving Giannis a bit. Uh, well, it's been it's, it's just been a while since the Bucks had like an athletic five who is like long and and fast and and has some springiness like we that. We miss I mean, you, John Henson. Uh, John Henson, uh, really thought was the last time Giannis has played with someone like this, Bring right? I mean, the last two years, the backup centers are the Lopez brothers, Brooke Lopez, and then John Henson and, and Thon for a little while. He didn't really play. So I'm actually excited to see. Trade. Shout out to our Thon Maker podcast. Uh, go oh, listen I to totally, that. Oh, I forgot about that. The whole league would be different, man. Mm. But no, I'm, I'm, I'm really liking this Bobby Portis deal. Um, he can score around the rim. He's got decent touch. Uh, he shoots around 49% from, from two last year. And again, a decent amount of jumpers, I'm sure. I'm sure his true shooting is going to skyrocket, not just on, like, feasting on better looks. Bucks are probably going to move him away from some of the mid-range jumpers he has taken in See, the past. See, okay, okay. Here's my thing. I feel like this is this is a little bit of a tangent. I feel like that'd be better for Milwaukee spacing, honestly. Yeah, it wouldn't be terrible. Because one thing I've noticed uh, when just watching some uh, Bucks film, in the sense that... When your centers are spaced in like the corners, which is what they usually are in Milwaukee's offense, it's very easy to recover as a defense to that. If you just have like your center go to like halfway between the wing, like, you know, halfway in the wing in the mid range, that would provide honestly a little more spacing as like someone who can quickly duck in for a, uh, like a quick, uh, quick uh outlet in terms yeah. of like someone like Giannis being at the rim or Chris like, or yeah. Drew cut to the rim or yeah. even just or even duck a lob we might see some lob finishes here yeah we might I just I feel like that would help Milwaukee's offense a little bit yeah I think so too another interesting whether that'll happen or not is a completely <laughs> different question <laughs> um it wouldn't surprise me he took about he took about 40 plus percent of his shots it looks like between zero to three feet and three point range last season so i guess i'll see a lot more at the rim um but an interesting bobby portis statistic not a ton of them came from the corners but he shot 41.7 percent from the corners last year corner threes um hopefully we get some more of those cooking um the bucks do not take enough advantage of corner threes but i think it's interesting that he does have some versatility i feel like he is really can play the four or the five. Um, and I would guess we'll see the same with Milwaukee. I don't know how much we'll see him with Brooke Lopez. That would be a very interesting lineup, but it's hard to say right now. I mean, they don't have that many players, so there's going to be some weird fits, I think, regardless. Yeah, it's it's especially important after Robin Lopez's departure, too. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. So just, I don't know. This has just been, it's it's a great value signing. I liked it. Yeah, I do too, even if he's only around for a year. And it's certainly, this is one where if he's a great fit, um, it would be like they could find some sort of a way to keep him around, like the Bucks did with Brooke Lopez in the past, like the Bucks have done with a lot of guys not in him, Wes Matthews, unfortunately. Um, speaking of, I guess, so there's a decision. We have to we have to cover it. We don't have a choice, um, as, as distasteful as I may oh, find no. it. The Pat Connaughton contract, which is we, being compared to the Wesley we, Matthews we, we, contract. Yeah, yeah. I know. We have to. Rohan, we have to. We weren't done with the good yet, though. Do you want to do Jalen Adams? No, nah, it's okay. We already started Pat. We'll circle. We'll, we'll, we'll wrap the Yeah, Pat we'll wrap between. some good. Okay. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll good on both ends. So it was reported. Was that was that, that night? Yeah, Friday night. I, it, it all blurred together for me. I was like starving for any news. And then we got this. And I was like, you know what? Never mind. Hold on to the news. <laughs> 
two-year, $8.3 million contract for Pat Connaughton with a player option was reported on Friday night. Saturday morning, some astute folks on Buck's Twitter, um, and actually I'll pull up who it was now because I remember Frank Madden shouted them out, but somebody noticed that you can't actually sign a player for their early bird rights on a player option. Um, at Archon14 was the one who pointed that out to Frank Madden at F Madden. And everyone knows Frank, but at F Madden NBA. So then, like, not too long after that went on Twitter, we heard that the deal was renegotiated, and all of a sudden, Pat Cotterton assigned for a three-year, $16 million contract. Um, again, probably using his early bird rights, because like I mentioned, the Bucks used their exceptions on other players. They couldn't go over the cap to keep Pat without using early bird rights, because he had only been on the team for two years. This contract stinks, Rohan. Oh, it's so bad. Mm. It's so bad. I just won. It involves Pat Connaughton being on the Bucks. That's the problem number one. <laughs> for more than a minimum. Yes. Honestly, not even that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, minimum. Okay, see, it, okay, fine, fine. Minimum, fine. <laughs> if, if, if you don't have to factor in the amount of playing time he will get under oh, Mike Budenholzer, God. I would be happy with the minimum. This, with that in mind, is very concerning. The thing, the tough thing is, I, I almost, it's it's hard to kind of unwrap all the stuff that went into this, right? And I think I mentioned Wes earlier. So Wes Matthews signed like a one-year, three point six million dollar or something contract with the Lakers, I believe. So obviously, people put together pretty quickly. Wes is getting paid less in LA than Pat Connaughton is getting paid here. It is a slightly different situation. Um, but it doesn't make it that much easier to uh, to bear. Um, it was easier for the Bucks to keep Pat because of his his contract demands and everything else. But I don't know. I'm trying to. I'm just. I'm really trying to put a good spin on this. There's not. Pat, Pat had some good run nope. last year, but not enough. No. Did he? He had some. We when? remember. We thought he was turning a corner briefly, heading into the playoffs. Remember, Pat had taken the Dante minutes. He was playing really well, and then. And then he wasn't. And I think that's kind of the issue with Pat Connaughton. Like, there's, there, he'll have, like, a week where you're like, whoa, this guy is a comfortable seventh or eighth man. Like, there's no problem at all. And then the next week, he's, like, leapt completely over the scorer's table to contest a, uh, I don't even, like, a Nerland's Noel pump fake uh, just that was actually just Knicks, a sneeze. Yeah, I saw that. Five million. I would, I would rather have Bobby Portis than Nerland's Noel. Yes. Um, people will probably disagree with that. That's fine. I'd rather have Bobby. Um but yeah, um, yeah. So Pat's back and probably a real role for him, considering how few players are on the uh, team right now. <laughs> Just, I tweeted this out when it happened. I don't want to watch him jump at shooters anymore. I really don't. <laughs> I have to watch at least another season of this. Our best bet now is they before trade him he, in thirty days before he puts pen to paper. The New York Mets. Say we need another pitcher. <laughs> we heard you got heat. They try him out. Oh, and he, goes he clearly likes baseball more than basketball. Like he, he doesn't. He doesn't hide it at all. <laughs> Here's the other dream scenario: selling sunset calls. Pat, we've seen you making deals in the real estate sphere. We want you on the show. Bang. No time for <laughs> basketball. Fully committed to real estate. Pat's a billionaire by the age of 45, and we are slightly happier for it. <laughs> I don't know. He's not a terrible player. He's just not a very good player, and he certainly shouldn't command this kind of money. He really shouldn't command this kind of years. I mean, if you give him, like, one year, five million, I guess. I mean, Giannis commented fire emojis on it. Giannis loves Pat. I think that is part of it. And Bud loves Pat, too. Everyone loves Pat except Bucks fans, which probably tells you something. (laughs) I don't know. It's just what makes it even worse. Did you see John Hollinger's analysis of the contract? Yeah, so I wanted to get to that. So go, go into that. Explain to the people. So it, it's just it's basically if you don't uh, if you haven't read it, please go read it. Uh, it's on the Athletic, John Hollinger. It's uh, called "Buck Score Another Salary Cap Own Goal." It's great. Yeah, great, it's a great, great title. St- great start right there. Um, so again, if you don't know, John Hollinger, former uh, executive uh, vice president of basketball operations for the Memphis Grizzlies, I believe. Yeah. 
So he basically wrote an article just absolutely firing John Horst into the sun. Where yeah. he, he sort of tells how this contract could have been done in many different ways that would have benefited Milwaukee, but just didn't at all. And it could be because they didn't know about it, which I am refusing to believe. Uh, or it's just because they needed to pay him X amount of dollars. And either way, I mean, doesn't he actually cover for paying him more? Like, they could have worked it out in a way where they actually could have paid him this anyway, I believe. If uh, they had structured. Yeah, I think you're right. I think if they had... Like, they could made... have done the original contract. Here, I have the article. It says they yeah. could have signed Connaughton to the original with their mid-level exception. Yes, uh, they had already agreed to sign DJ Augustine to a three-year $21 million deal with their mid-level exception, but this was also unnecessary because they could have done a sign-and-trade with Orlando, which would have helped Orlando by creating a $7 million trade exception, and you wouldn't have had to give up anything if you were Orlando. You would have just needed to send the rights of a player, and the Bucks would... Uh, they they would be hard capped, but they're already hard capped, so nothing nothing would have changed on that end. And you would also, uh, I don't know, you would you would have just opened yourself up to more flexibility if you did it in any other possible way except this one. The, my real takeaway from this was like they could have used the MLE on another actual like quality. No offense, Pat, another quality free agent, and also gotten they could have gotten another good role player on the bench that would have helped a lot. Yeah. That was what I took away from this. I was like, oh, they could have moved the sign and trade. Like, it's just one of those things where, I mean, you could say that, like, you know, it's easier to say now, whatever, than what, whatever. You could say a lot of things, but. You also have an in with Orlando's front office. Yeah, big time. Big time. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's aggravating stuff. And this follows last year. I mean, the infamous Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, trade exception. Oh, you mentioned that, was that in the article too. He's like, "Oh, uh, this ten million dollar trade exception would have been real handy right now." <laughs> yeah, oh, I hate it here. And there's also, and, and this one seems more complicated than than just a botching, maybe. But of course, there's whatever the hell is happening with Bogdan Bogdanovich as well, which is also not great. Yeah, no, it's just. The the Bucks front office has currently shown that they have no real uh, competent understanding of the salary cap in uh, regards to other teams. Do you hear that? What is it? I hear like a chime. I don't know where it's coming from. Where could it be coming from? I don't, if you don't hear it, it must be just in my headphones. I'll have to cut this. It just stopped. I don't know oh, what I that was. Oh, I thought you were doing a bit. No, I'm not. <laughs> no. Okay. I heard some sort of a ringing. I don't know what it was. <laughs> I have no apps open that would do that. I don't hear any. Goodness I gracious. you are going to say like, oh, that's someone's music or something. <laughs> no, now I have to keep it in there. Oh, it was freaking Discord. Okay. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, so ignore me. Go on. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, that's, no one's walking through that door. Just. Oh, yeah. So I don't even know what I was saying. Uh <laughs> Yeah, they just, they messed it up. They really messed it up. They show that they have no real understanding of the salary cap at the level that other teams do. Like, yeah. did you see what Toronto did with Fred Van Vliet's deal? Yeah, so they Like, imagine if high. you could do anything even remotely close to that to sign Pat Connaughton for $4 million a year. <laughs> it is, it, it's just... It's so depressing to say out loud. It is. Um, what I was going to say... The, we don't. I, the Bogdan thing is complicated. It might have not been Buck's fault. Um, we I think we assumed it was a victory lap thing. I don't know. The whole thing's a mess. I don't want to dwell on it too much. Uh, just we still don't I've, know. He still hasn't signed anywhere, and there's no teams that have cap space. My thought on it is he's actually just going to like re-up with the Kings, and they're going to move him later. I think that's the most obvious solution at this point, but it'd be hilarious if he like, signed the qualifying offer or something. It. I don't know. It's... Uh, <laughs> It's a situation. Um, I want to dive back into that and the Bucks' other free agent pickup and then talk about the starters. But first, I want to talk about Indeed. Indeed. I kind of said it wrong at first. Indeed. Um, 2020 has already reshaped how we work and it's almost over. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical. Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more visits than any other job site, according to Comscore. 
Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. Rohan might utilize Indeed to find my replacement if I keep hearing random ringing noises during the pod. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, you can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. And now, Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. 73% of online job seekers in the U.S. visiting Indeed each month, according to CompScore total visits, so it is clear Indeed can help get you the quality hire you need. That's why more than 3 million businesses worldwide use Indeed for hiring. Right now, they're offering our listeners a special $75 credit to boost that job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Folks, let me tell you, this is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions to apply. The wait is over, football is back, and even if you're not at a game this year, you can still be in on the action with Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get it on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on the action on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all those great sign up bonuses. And don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Yeah, it's just like it would be so much easier to have reconciled and it wouldn't even really need reconciling but to take in this offseason's net result if there weren't so many stumbles along the way and this is something that I think is important and we should we'll cover Jalen Adams in a minute but and Ken Reynolds I guess too but it's just like they made good moves overall even if even if one is very questionable and probably bad and and they really it, it took them a while to get there but I think just the way it all happened, people feel very uh, underwhelmed, which is unfortunate because I think if you went back a couple months and told us like all the players who go out and all the players who come in, we'd probably be pretty happy with it. Yeah, it's just yeah, exactly. It feels like it's a it's a presentation thing because I was thinking about this too. It's just if you told me that the Bucks managed to get Drew freaking Holiday uh, and they got Bobby Portis for the biannual exception, they signed DJ Augustine for the mid-level, and I guess Pat Connaughton's back. Um, <laughs> that part we would have expected. Yeah, like you have to accept some negatives, you yeah. know? Uh, but if he makes the honest happy he go off. Yep. Like I could accept that. If you I think didn't we been just thrilled. like open a tampering investigation into <laughs> signing Bogdan Bogdanovich and just completely mess up Pat Connison's contract and just make a mockery of yourselves in the media, it would be fine. And but again, apparently that's too much to ask for. <laughs> well, the Pat thing is totally on them, but the the Bogdan thing, whatever happened there, um, I just I've said, I know I just that's all I say about it, but I just want to put it. He's not coming. Bogdan's not coming. No, please, folks. Or Toxic he? X. Let's unfollow. Unfollow. Don't look at his stories. It's not going to be about you. I'm sorry. Um, but I, th- I think if you went back, I mean, look at all the guys we were talking about. Like, maybe they can get Vic, and hopefully he's good. Maybe Chris Paul, but it would cost all these players. They sent out Eric Bledsoe, George Hill, and a ton of picks and, and let some free agents go. West most crucially hurting. And brought back Drew Holiday. And then they also brought in DJ Augustine to be another guard. Bobby Portis to be a backup big man with Robin Lopez going to Washington. Robin Lopez getting paid more than the contract he opted out of. Good for Robin Lopez. Honestly, um, yeah. It was it was surprising to see him opt out. because t- I don't know if we talked about this. Uh, but it was it was really surprising to see him opt out. Because it's like, oh, is he getting more than $5 mil a year? Yeah. And then, no, he got paid. So that yeah, makes like sense. Eight. It makes me feel better about, like, his time in Milwaukee. <laughs> like, he wasn't just, like, opting out because he just genuinely hated everything. <laughs> so it's fine. Yeah, and he sent a nice him. little tweet about the Bucks too, which is nice. Yeah, but I, I drink a lot of tea in Washington. Tea time every day I'm in Washington, Biden. Uh, <laughs> God, <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> my brain is broken. Robin. Um, 
but no, I think net wise, the moves are really, really good. Um, I think the Bucks still need to add uh, another vet minimum player or two. I would really can, like to oh, see. Oh, I don't think we've mentioned this. I don't think the Bucks can afford a full roster. Uh, yeah, they're probably gonna set at fourteen for a while. Like literally, not because of like tax or anything, <laughs> but because of the hard cap. Yeah, I think they. I think it'll like later on if they don't make a move to shed some salary, cough DJ Wilson, cough. Um, they could probably because the the contract scale as you go. So they could probably pick someone up later around buyout time to complete the roster. But yeah, it's, I don't know. It's one of those things. It's funny to me, like the criticism, some of what I've seen is like, well, they're pretty thin now. And I'm like, well, I, I get, I don't even know if they're more thin, quite honestly. Like obviously literally right now they haven't signed all the people yet, but so yeah, <laughs> but it is right now. Yes. But like by the time they add a couple, whatever vet men guys, like do they have, do they really have less playable guys than last year? I mean, Kind of like yeah. how do you want to, if you want to count Bledsoe I guess but in I mean playoffs? Bledsoe yeah I guess okay play out like okay let's do a quick rub through you got Wes you got Giannis you got Chris you got Brooke uh that's four George Hill you can count yeah five Dante at times yeah a playoff Dante yeah so like late stage playoff Dante Robin early Lopez, stage playoff. theoretically did literally did not touch the floor that's not his fault. Um, so uh, let's, uh, and Corver played a bit, or we'll see what happens with Corver. Corver could still come back. He might retire. <laughs> he, it, we haven't heard anything yet. I, I feel like it's either Bucks or retire, but who knows? He's, he's been on a tour the last few years, but Pat's still here. Begrudgingly. Giannis still here. Hopefully seems like it hasn't signed the Supermax yet. Please do that soon. Giannis. Uh, Chris is still here. Brooke Lopez is still here. Dante is still here. Uh, Bledsoe and Hill are gone, but in their place are Drew Holiday, who is a wild upgrade over both they of got them Drew combined. Holiday. <laughs> they got Drew Holiday, which is great. Uh, DJ Augustine can play. So then you're talking about Wes is gone. It's not a positional fit, but Bobby Portis can play. So, like, I don't think they functionally have less players. And they're not done yet still, but I don't think they have functionally less players. Like, we all talked about how that depth didn't matter, and that's what Bucks Detractor said all year, and they were right. So why is it now, like, a big deal that they don't have as good of an 11th guy when it didn't matter? Like, who cares? I think it's because regardless of what the roster is like or not, Bud's going to play a deep roster in the playoffs. Potentially. I guess this will be the test case, right? So if he's going to do that anyway, you'd rather have more players who can actually play? Flip side, maybe this is the only way to bully him into not playing 10 guys. This might be the only answer. Or he's just going to do it anyway. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we're trying things. We're workshopping it at the very least. Um, I guess. I guess. At least there's, there's been a shuffling. And I, I just think the top-end talent is more important. I mean, you think about the Bucks in the last two years. Even with Bledsoe being a perfectly imperfect player, like, their starters still usually rolled, right? Like, they always maintained that. Like, they always would win the start. Like, the Christianis minutes, no matter who is there, they would win them by a good amount, and they would lose in the other minutes. First, the guys that are going to get staggered around now, I think, are better. Second, if they won the Bledsoe, Christianis, Brook Lopez minutes... What the hell are they going to do in the Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Book Lopez minutes? Like, I think they're going to just destroy teams. Like, I feel like there's just a lot of overthinking going on, and it's not put in context enough. Like, like at least like they're not good enough to win a championship now. It seemed like they were last year, and I think they're clearly better than they were last year. And the top end talent in the NBA is just so important. Giving up Bledsoe and Hill and all the picks, whatever, all the eleven year olds. For Drew Holiday, to my mind, is just like an obvious no-brainer that makes them so so much better. It does. If you the talent talent matters, right? Yeah. And they got Big the time. talent. I mean, I'm guessing if you overlaid, uh, you, well, you could probably go do this right now. Like Drew's last postseason compared to like Bledsoe and Hill and their time as Bucks in the postseason, he might just outproduce them by himself. He might. Like points, assists, rebounds, well, probably not rebounds, but points and assists, he might have as much as Hill and Bledsoe combined and probably on similar or better efficiency. Like, he's just really good. And I think that's being lost a lot in this because of he who shall not be named. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I think they're really good. Uh, we lost a two-way and gained a two-way. No word yet on Frank Mason. Um, I guess we can run through some of these quickly. No qualifying offer to Sterling Brown. Mm-hmm. Not he's a an- surprise to me. Yeah, he's not coming back. Future Piston, almost certainly. We haven't. Uh, he's not a yet. center. That's true. That's <laughs> good point. Um, good good point. Whew, Detroit. I don't know what's going on over there. 
Um, Cam Reynolds, one-year non-guaranteed deal with the Spurs. Congrats Hurts, to him. Congrats to him. Hurts to lose him, but I like that fit, and I feel like players usually get better there. And I, I know he's dedicated. I know he tweeted motivation when all the contracts were getting given out. He wants to go earn one. I hope he does. Yeah. I think he he'll get a great shot. I think he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna show up. That's a good place to to develop as a wing player. So um, good good luck, Cam. Um, we'll miss. Wish him. we hopefully maybe, maybe next year. Maybe the Bucks are giving him a little bag with an exception. We'll see. Um, probably not, but you never know. Jalen Adams. This one excited me. Jalen Adams was one of the herds best guards. I would say at least their third best guard, and that sounds ridiculous until you consider. Like the other two guys in the conversation are Frank Mason and Ray John Tucker. Frank Mason was literally the MVP. Ray John Tucker got called up in December. So it's good. Like he's a good player. He stepped up admirably when those two guys were out for call-ups and, and injuries and everything else. And then he also got called up to Portland um, around the time uh, when the NBA was resuming. And apparently, whatever reason, it didn't work out in Portland. Portland made a lot of really good moves, actually. Um, but this is not one of them. And so Jalen Adams signs a two-way deal with the Bucks, which I still think there's not really going to be a G League, which kind of means he's just like an extra bench player who can spend a lot of time with the team. And I think, I think it's been, yeah, it's been reported that there's like no time well, okay, so because there's can, no G League season. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, I don't know. Like, he'd just be in the hotel otherwise. Um, so there's no. He can be with the team as much as he wants. I think active for 45 games or game days is the new like thing. So that's fine. You certainly wouldn't expect a two way player to be active for more than 45 games anyway. But it's going to be great to have him around the Bucks, and this is another really good development opportunity that hopefully the team takes advantage of. Yeah, no, for sure. It, it's it's also nice you pointed this out on Twitter. It's nice to see the herd actually like it's showing that it can be a good system and it's actually showing results. Like you have a guard who's developed there who's actually being called up to the big squad. Yeah, definitely. And speaking of, really hope that they land Frank Mason. I'm I'm starting to get a little bit concerned just because the Bucks are so financially limited. I'm I'm hoping Frank is not getting a better offer elsewhere, though he certainly could be. Uh, we'll see what happens, but I'm, I'm starting to get a little bit concerned. We haven't gotten any news yet on Frank Mason. I would love to see him around, but if he does get some more guaranteed money somewhere, it's kind of hard to blame a guy for passing it up, although Frank was on an NBA deal before coming to the Bucks. Yeah, it, it'll, be, it'll be interesting. I think it, it might be like a waiting game for offers. Yeah, it certainly could be, and just and who knows who else the Bucks are looking at as well. Um, I I do think Frank would be well qualified to be the third point guard, even if it's more of a role than normal on this team, just because like DJ Augustine, I'm, I'm sure is going to play a lot with Drew. So like Frank would be the third point guard, but it'd almost be more of a of a role than that. It's almost like the you know fifth guard overall or whatever even if he's the third point guard it's going to be interesting but i really hope they bring him back but again they're really running out of resources to pay him with so we will see i haven't heard anything either way but that would be a nice win again for the bucks development that we've been talking about really letting too many guys go shout out to christian wood for getting paid by the rockets by the way yeah was three years 41 yeah, it was supposed to be like 327 or 321 or something crazy. And the reaction on Twitter was bad. And all of a sudden the deal was off. And like 20 minutes later, it was back on for more money. And I was like, let's go, Seawood. Get the bag, Seawood. <laughs> he got really it. Really good guy. He got it. He did. He earned it. He, he definitely did. He worked hard and he earned it. He good did. for him. Do we, do we have any other Bucks tied free agents to talk about? Oh, I guess one. Do we? Oh, we kind of did. I mean, we've, we, did we, we, was that before the pot or on the pot when we talked about Bogdan? I think it was before. <laughs> so the money's really drying up for him. Um, there could be a sign and trade somewhere. I think he's just going to sign with the Kings, and they're going to trade him later. Who to knows? To the Bucks. Rohan, just I, I unfollow him, Rohan. Stop looking at his Instagram stories. But he's like, not the one. Oh. <laughs> no one will quit Bogdan. Everything that happens now is just for Bogdan. It's not for Bogdan. I promise. They he have wants a whole to come team. to Milwaukee, though. Not bad enough. Should have beat the charge if he wanted to come to Milwaukee. The tampering charge. <laughs> they might have. Who knows? 
Yeah, we have no word. I don't think it's going to be a big deal at the end of the day, um, especially because it got called off. And it's not like we had like terms of a contract reported, uh, and we had other sign and trade reporting. So really hope the NBA is knocking down Boston's door right now because they were talking to Indy about a sign and trade, and I didn't see the Mark Stein report on the investigation. So I'm still waiting for that uh, Stein bomb or whatever. And whatever happened with Gallo and the Mavs, that one tweet. Those oh reports. yeah, that was another another. That guy deleted NBA. his tweet. <laughs> Good. Bucks fans are bullying anyone who even suggests the possibility of tampering at this point. Which is it's great to see, by the way. It is, but keep it. This oh, civil. You have to keep it civil. You have to keep it civil. Keep it civil. A little bit of toxicity. We don't like to see that, um, especially like really getting really nasty against Bucks personnel earlier this week. And it's like criticize the moves by all means. Like I'm not talking about like. Square sense who tweeted simply indefensible and in like a long thread detailing how bad the Bucks messed up some of these situations and like how ownership needed to find a more qualified front office candidate. That's a perfectly fine defensible opinion. Go right ahead. We'll do things like that too when we believe it. But these some of these personal attacks just gross. Like let's not let's not do that, please. But regardless, let's talk about the lineups. Okay. So I, I want think... you to go first. I want to hear it. <sighs> so I think it's going to go, I think, Drew, Dante, Chris, Giannis, Brook. I actually don't think so. Okay, tell me why. I just think Dante makes more sense as as the bench guard. I don't know why I think that. Maybe I'm incorrect in thinking that. But I, I like the idea of a little bit more spacing in the starting five. I think it's going to be DJ Augustine, Drew, Chris, Giannis, Brook, Lopez. Okay, see, like, my counter to that is, what, while that makes sense, I don't think that's what's going to happen. Uh, uh, we, it's, been, it's been shown that whenever a starter, like a nominal starter goes out, Bud just puts Dante in there. Yeah. So I think if they're down a starter all year, I think that's, that's Dante's role, I guess, is one way to put it. Uh, <laughs> I guess my thought is, I mean, he was always the spot starter. I think he still would be if somebody was out. I just think, like, I think it makes more sense to play Drew at the two. And I guess, I mean, Dante handles the ball a little bit, but I, I think Drew's strengths are most kind of as a co-ball handler. And I'm, I'm sure you could argue effectively that, like, no matter who he's out there with. He's definitely, of, yeah, he'd still be a co-ball handler out there right. with Chris and Giannis. Exactly, which, I mean, is fair. Um, and I, 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 just, I do think that the Bucks also want to have, like, a decent bench ball handler. That's true. That's very true as well. Um, so if you put DJ on the bench, Augustine, I guess, because we had technically still have two <laughs> DJs, uh, DJ Augustine off the bench, that sort of works better for a bench unit. And Dante would sort of like sort of take on a sort of supporting role and does Dante things uh, in the starting lineup. You might talk me into it. I guess the one thing, it, it kind of depends the conversations, and we won't know until like we get to camp and everything. But which is in like a week and a half. Yeah, very very soon. <laughs> Things are coming fast. The first game is what like the twenty second yep. of de- December, so a month and a day from now. It's crazy. Um, there could be like a lot of like free agency decisions. Often, in addition to money and and city and everything else, like role is big. Like selling DJ Augustine on being a starter could have been part of the pitch. We don't know. We'll see. Um, but also the Bucks could want to smooth things over with Dante, who is allegedly about to be traded. So and, he and I unliked his tweets. The but... tweets were not that inflammatory. <laughs> I'm not worried about the tweets. I know that's it's been brought up. Like, should we be worried about the tweets? I don't think so. I mean, it's sort of like he's he's upset about change. Well, yeah, and it's like the tweet wasn't like f the Bucks. The tweet was like their bench was their strength, and they got rid of their bench. It's like whatever. It's, it's it, I I don't care. If sure, of course he would think that after they were about to trade him away. Like it's perfectly fine. I don't think it's going to be an issue. Um, and I'm sure the Bucks are going to Dante like like listen. This didn't come from us. Like we were talking to the Kings about a trade, or maybe they'll say they weren't because said investigation is happening. But um, you know they, they could say also like we didn't want to include you. The Kings wanted you, and that's why it leaked. Whatever. Like who knows. Um, we'll never know the truth of this damn negotiation, I don't think. But <laughs> Bogdan, come on the pod, tell us. <laughs> Bogdan, leak it again. Um, well, yeah, I'm not worried about it. Is the long and the short of it? Yeah, it's. <sighs> I'm just, I'm, I'm exhausted. <laughs> One more thing, I want to lob at you. Okay, let's do it. 
we kind of joked about it, but DJ Wilson might actually play a bit this year. Oh, no. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I've always wanted to see what he would do in a little bit more consistent minutes. And, well, again, they're not done yet. I really think we're going to see another wing who can shoot. Batum? Boring... Huh? Batum? Oh, I hope not. I think he's washed to hell. I'd rather see DJ play than Nick Batum at this yeah, point. Yeah, but... like 20 years and two years. It's the Hornets. will do that to you. <laughs> Good luck, Gordon Hayward. Um, Thirty mil. Gonna... Thirty million. Yeah, I was interested. In, they I, stretched and... Nick Batum to sign Gordon Hayward to thirty million. See, I've been. They didn't pay Kemba. They paid Gordon Hayward. And you know what's funny is I don't like by itself. I don't hate overpaying Gordon Hayward. Like. You just drafted LaMelo Ball. I think it's good to have, like, a point forward he can play off of a little bit. Like, you don't want to be, like, the Knicks giving R.J. Barrett a a god-awful wasteland of basketball. Like, it really can stunt a young guy's growth. So I think there's real value in getting a guy to play with. Four years is a lot of years at that annual value. And never stretch. Just never stretch. Especially that number. The Pistons stretched over five years, too. And it's like... Just don't do it. Just like you're bad now. It doesn't matter. Live without Nine the player. Nine mil for three years. That's brutal. That I mean, it's gonna come. It always comes back. It, the, like the Bucks every time. I always was adamantly saying, never stretch, guys. Like just don't do it. And now, like the Bucks literally can't have a 15th roster spot because of charges from. Well, we saw on Larry Sanders yep. and Spencer uh, Hawes. John Luer. No, Hawes is gone. Oh, Hawes is gone. It's, yeah, it's, it's John Luer. My apologies. And it's just like, yo, like, don't do this. Like, eat, like, uh, just negotiate better earlier, or just go without like one complimentary player. Like, it's so so short sighted. So, I'm glad we haven't seen any of that. And watch, like, right now we'll get the alert. And Bucks wave and stretch DJ Wilson, and I'll cry. But we haven't seen that yet. I hope we don't see it. I don't think I don't, they. Like, I don't. I literally don't know if they can. Oh, they can. They can. Like, yeah, it would save them a little bit of money. I mean, it'd actually be a little bit close. Like. It might save them so little that it's not worth it because, like, you have to bring in somebody as well. Like, the numbers would probably be tight. I just don't do it. There's no reason to do it. Um, but I don't know. DJ is a little bit intriguing. He's tried to work on his game. Um, right now, he's, what, like the ninth guy? Oh, God. The four, the big four, Augustine, Portis, and uh, Pat. Pat is eight. <laughs> So yeah, Tenasis. DJ right now is the ninth guy. Tenasis is ten, and then there's the rookies. Oh my god, it's not it's not as bad as not again. There's another player coming in. The boring option is going to be Corver. I think I'd love Courtney Lee. Ooh, quietly shot like forty plus percent from deep last year. He's thirty four, but who can sign him to a one year vet min? Of course, it's the Bucks, so it'll be like a four year fully guaranteed <laughs> vet min with three player options or something. Stock <laughs> options in the team. Yeah, Pat Connaughton has a player option. Well, now he doesn't. Oh, yeah, now he doesn't. It doesn't now he wait. just has three guaranteed years. Wait, is that really what it is? Oh, yeah, wait, that, yeah, it is. They it gave is. him the extra year yeah. to take away. Yep. It's just like, mm-hmm. just don't give him anything. He's yep. Pat Connaughton. Yep. Maybe he's going to moonlight for XL the Brewers. Sports. Maybe it's... <laughs> they know what they're doing. Yeah, props to them. Props to his agent. <laughs> you know it's rough? Because Woj doesn't even like throw in some flowery Pat Connaughton language. Like... Dante, remember when Dante was a real asset? Pat Connaughton is, quote, free agent guard Pat Connaughton. <laughs> Strictly facts. <laughs> That's it. Like, the paragraph is not a single adjective besides those. He's just free agent guard. That's like, not even Woj, the spin, Woj and Sham, spin masters, shouting out every agent on earth. Not even they were like, yeah, I got nothing for Pat. Or like, I, returning I, I to the Milwaukee Bucks or something. Yeah, that's it. Like, at least call him a spark plug. Come on, do something. Help the guy out. Jeff Schwartz and Gordon Jordan Gertler aren't going to be happy about this. <laughs> Got to call that guy a spark plug, Woj. Come on. Oh, my goodness. <sighs> but I, uh, this, is I, not, this is not the pod I was expecting to have this week. Same. But, again, framing. Expectation setting is important. My yeah. mental gymnastics are the Bogdan trade. It didn't happen. It wasn't on and then canceled. I'm treating it as it didn't happen. It was explored, I guess. It fell through. It's still a pretty good Bucks team. One or two more, or I guess probably one now more minimum signing, could really make me feel good about it. And if you're really, if like you're just having trouble chewing on it, if you just can't do it, Drew Holiday. Yeah. Just keep saying it, Drew, Drew Holiday. Holiday. Drew Holiday's on the Milwaukee Bucks. It's a good thing, and I'm happy Brooke is sticking around. Yeah. 
got to keep at least one of the Lopez twins. <laughs> you, if you're under one Lopez twin, it's a problem. I just, I, I, I was thinking about this today. Like, he had really great gutsy performances against Miami. Like when most guys on the team were not playing well, Who, he carried them. Yeah, Brooke. Lopez. Oh yeah, of course. Brooke, Brooke is the guy who's who's consistently shown up in the postseason. He has been like comfortably their third best guy for most any significant stretch since they assembled the core of Giannis, Chris, Brooke, and Eric Bledsoe. And I, I don't know. I'm, as much as like you would like to see more wings and, and more Giannis at the five, and I, I do think we'll see a lot of Giannis at the five anyway. Um, I think Bobby Portis could be called like a half four, half five when he's out there with Giannis. Brooke Lopez is just good, and at the end of the day, like. I think it's easy to kind of twist yourself in a knot and look at all these deals where it's like, but we can send them out for these two wing players and we have more. It's like, well, what if they're just not as good? And at the end of the day, you can only play five guys at a time in crunch time of a series. I don't mind having Brooke Lopez out there. He's he's earned that for me. I'm willing to ride with Brooke Lopez. Yeah, no, he's he's proven himself. And he just, he's it's it's one of those weird intangible things. I don't know. I don't know. It's just like when you have Brooke Lopez on the floor, I feel more comfortable. Yeah, certainly. He's uh he's also a steadying presence. Yeah. Because George Hill's gone. So now we yeah. got Brooke. And DJ Augustine. Yes. <laughs> no, I, no, George Hill was always my steadying presence. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. I think I think DJ Augustine's gonna bring some of that too. Um You can hit game winners in the postseason. It's true. Toronto knows. Yeah. We need him to do that again. Do you have any no, I other, hope like, I hope not. <laughs> what do you mean you hope not? I hope DJ Augustine's not taking the game winners. <laughs> well, good point. I guess good point. <laughs> I'd rather game, have like five other up for? guys over four other guys over him. It's gotta be DJ. <laughs> He'll probably be open a lot. Steve Kerr had an important game winner, Rohan. Come on, it's you gotta make the right decision sometime. <laughs> like there's there's four other guys. <laughs> Steve Kerr was on a team with MJ and Scottie Pippen. It That's happens. two. <laughs> MJ counts for like six. It's fair, but that's also just two. Okay. <laughs> that's besides the point. He's, he's still is. good. He's still he's good. Still good. That, that, um, if anything, that proves the point. He can hit playoff game winners, and I'd want four other guys over him shooting. It says a lot. That's a, that's a, good, that's a good sign. That's yes. a really good sign. The other thing is instead of just like having an arbitrary starting five like the Bucks usually do, they could also just go a lot more matchup based going ah, that's forward. That's funny. I <laughs> know. Uh, it's technically possible now. It is possible. It, I was, mean, it, go, it was possible before too. Yeah. Yeah. Um but they could go really big with I, they're not whatever. <laughs> um one last did you have any other names floating around right now in free agency that you'd like to see the Bucks bring in for I think the last vet minimum spot? I wouldn't like. I know he's washed. I, we, I said this. I wouldn't hate Nick Batum. Yeah, I mean, it, he's probably not as bad as he's looked. It's been he Charlotte. Wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't as terrible as I thought last year, but still very much not good. But he didn't play very much, so maybe he's well rested. Is the optimist case? There you go. I have one that I'd really like, but I don't know if it's going to be possible. Okay, what is it? The Nuggets just released Tory Craig. Ooh. He's kind of an up and down wing player. Like he's not like sure thing as like a very dependable wing, but I would love to take a chance on him on like a one year vet min. And if it goes well, then somehow figure out how to give him a raise the next year. Yeah. That was, I wouldn't be opposed to that. Let me look up how old Tory Craig is, but it's like, it's, it's like the Bobby Portis thing. Like there's real value in getting these guys in who aren't, you know, 33, 34, he's 29. So he's not a spring chicken, but Entering his prime now, he's going to turn thirty and right before the season starts. Um, but I, I would like buying low on Tory Craig. He's an interesting guy. Five points per game on. Oh, his threes aren't as good as I remember. I don't know. It's something. I mean, I it's know, yeah. It, it, it would be fine. It'd be fine. It'd be a good value pickup. Yeah, it's a, it's an upside play. It's, I know a some lot bucks, of times. Yeah. No, you go ahead. I said like I know some Bucks fans have been climbing for like Dwayne Dedman, but I don't think they need another big. That's interesting, actually. Because Arash is getting pretty old. I guess there's that two-way, reportedly. Have you heard about this? Wait, what? EJ Montgomery? Oh, yeah, that was reported. But here's the thing. It was reported by his Instagram story. It was? <laughs> yes. Wait. Like, he shared it on his Instagram story. Let me see if someone else has this now. But, like, I was, like somebody just put it in the Discord. They're like, EJ Montgomery. And I was like, first, I have no idea who that is. 
Second, yeah, this, so this is what I, I found uh, the the Kentucky because he's a Kentucky guy. Obviously, wasn't drafted. Um, this is the report on the Kentucky SB Nation page. It's someone's tweet, and this is what the tweet says: According to EJ Montgomery's Instagram, he has signed a contract with the Milwaukee Bucks. So he put for everyone asking, "We headed to Milwaukee at Bucks." Two exclamation point emojis, one fingers crossed emoji. The work has just begun. Begun. Hashtag trust with the old red and green Bucks logo, oh, and that's no. the, that, like they don't link anyone else. Like I have no idea what if this has been earth? verified. I'm kind of worried he might have fumbled the bag with this. Honestly, like, like this is not the time to leak something Bucks related. If you're trying to get him with the organization, they're probably pretty sensitive to it. Um, but according to EJ Montgomery, <laughs> EJ Montgomery's on the Bucks, and he's a big. He's a he's a center ish, I think. Okay, sure. He's six ten. Um, yeah. No, so. I I remember hearing that name like a few days ago, and then I just completely forgot about it. I don't think anyone has like confirmed it yet. It's just floating around, like except for EJ. Yeah, I guess maybe he doesn't need confirmation if he's the one who said <laughs> I don't it. Know. I don't know. We'll see. Like if, uh, well, I guess I I can be proven otherwise with the Dwight Howard thing. <laughs> That's a very good point. He confirmed he's going to the Lakers, but he was not. He indeed was not. The Lakers were like, wait just a second now. Hold up. <laughs> Hold on. Um, but yeah. Maybe, but I, I would... maybe if you get like a, I don't know, you can't get a Baca or Gasol for the minimum. No, they're they're talking to the Clippers right now. The Clippers, I think, I know, still have some exceptions. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, but I think the thing, with, uh, the reason I brought up this self-acclaimed Milwaukee Buck, EJ Montgomery, is I was thinking like, you're, I'm a little nervous about going in with the only true bigs being Giannis, Brooke Lopez, and Bobby Portis. But if you have like a two-way for emergency situations, like a couple games where you're down a big, I feel a little bit better about it, even if he's very unproven. I mean, who were the Bucks bigs last year? Giannis, yeah, Brooke Lopez, point. and Robin Lopez. Yeah, and the year before it was even thinner. Yeah, it's I It's just know. Giannis I, and Brooke. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm a little paranoid. And they, they didn't even play one of them. Like Robin Lopez yeah. did not play. <laughs> And, you know, very fair points. I, I like the flexibility anyway, but just get a wing. Um, well, the thing is, this is another this is another development thing as well. But no, with their last roster spot, definitely get a wing. Don't get another center if you got this two way as well. Yeah, just <sighs> I'm a, I'm a little nervous about the roster. Yeah, but why? I don't. It just it feels. I know it's not actually that thin. It just feels thin. Pat's the eighth guy. It's not terrible. It's not terrible, which is it's it's something I'm struggling. It's just a mental thing. It is, and listen, it, and depending who they bring in, Pat could comfortably be the ninth guy, which is roughly where you were last year. Is that good? Change is hard. Yeah, it's good because the guys in front of him are better. Fair, fair. So yeah, I, I think it's fine. I mean, I think especially like some of the guys, like you're not going to play Augustine a ton of minutes. You're probably not going to play Drew a ton of minutes, but like. Dante is going to be down with playing extra minutes. And I think Bobby Portis totally is going to be down for playing extra minutes. So I feel like some of those guys are going to be really well suited to go long in ways that like, you know, you didn't, I mean, they just didn't have room for Robin Lopez. You don't want to tax George Hill. You don't want to tax Corva that much. If like a thing, a game is going a certain way, either good or bad, probably good most of the time for the Bucks. Like let Bobby Portis be out there for 30 minutes. Like he's 25. He's not going to have an issue with that. Like, I don't know. I, I, I think they're going to be just fine. Again, assuming that one more three and D ish wing comes in. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think it's like a change is hard sort of thing. It is. It is. I mean there's just so many like so many of the Bucks are very likable too, and I think it's kinda of tough to see so many guys shipped away like this, but I think they've done a pretty good job. I'll I'll say a really good job if you look at the offseason as a whole. And again, the finishing touch, if they get a guy like Tory Craig, Courtney Lee I think would be exceptional. Then you're looking at it and going, yeah, you've, okay. you've got me convinced on Courtney Lee. Oh, that'd be so good. Courtney Lee would be so, so good. Um, but we'll see. There's other 3 and D guys out there as well. So I, I, they're going to find one, I'm pretty sure. It's pretty obvious need right now. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I, I'm a believer. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. After I was a doom and gloom guy for so long, even no Bogdan, he's out of my mind. I'm done with him. Is um, he? You just brought him up again. I'm working on it, <laughs> Rohan. I'm working on it one day at a time. I've been hurt. <laughs> no, I Same. feel good about it. I feel good about it. I'm on board. It's going to be a great season. It will, hopefully. I think it, I think it's on course to be a good season. This is what we need in the next week or so. Giannis puts pen to paper on at least a two and one, and some Courtney Lee esque dude, and then it's like, let's freaking go. 
It's after one, after your first thing, that's let's True. freaking yeah, go first forever. Thing way more it's important. let's freaking go for the next four years. <laughs> <laughs> and I will say, the Bucks found Wes Matthews on a vet min last year, and he was like a great starter for them all year. So it's not impossible. I don't think they'll find a guy as good as him, but they have the same tools available. Yeah, they do. Def- Wes is definitely going to be missed. Big time. Absolutely. But the way I look at it, you kind of can slot Drew in for him and Bledsoe. In a way, he kind of does kind of what both of them do. So they'll be okay. Yeah, I think they'll be fine. It's just, we just need to see it in action. I can't wait. I cannot wait. I, I like, just, uh, that big four is going to be so good. I'm it's going to be not so a, good. I'm usually not a clips, like a workout clips guy. I'm going to be devouring Drew Holiday Buck stuff. Every single clip. You're going to have to wire it into my veins. I saw the day they announced the trade, the day after. He was like, they did a, it was like an Instagram workout, like with his trainer. And he's like hitting a bunch of like pull up spin around twos. I was like, let's go. Like I watched it three times. I was like, oh, okay. I was like commentating. I was getting super excited. Like I'm on board. I'm actually excited. Like, okay. I've said that a million times. I think we're over an hour. We can probably wrap. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's been a roller coaster of a week as a Bucks fan. Uh, not even a week. It's been like five days. (laughs) It's been a roller coaster of a five days, but there's still, a, I shouldn't even say there's a light at the end of the tunnel. It's not a dark tunnel. Like it's still good. It's really good. Oh yeah. Like you, you might've, you might've been carrying that bucket of water and like started slipping as you're going and started to fall. And it's like, Oh God, is this water going to fall all over us? Are we going to get wet and then slip and fall on our face? But then no, then you, you sort of recover, you catch it. And then you realize you still got that big bucket of water. I don't know what this analogy is. I'm so confused. I don't know either. I, I should have like made saying, something else we, besides a bucket of water. Are we carrying water? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The bucks accounts tweeting waves all the time. Oh my God. <laughs> Somebody replied to me and said, it's on point because we all want to just jump into the lake today. And I was like, that's hilarious. It's, uh, I think someone pointed it's for the blue jerseys. Yeah, it is. It's, it's but a jersey just like, thing, but it's like, read the room. Yeah, time and place, folks. Time like, and place. What are you doing? It's just, yeah. Uh, I'm really upset that analogy didn't hit. That was terrible. It was, <laughs> it was supposed to be so good. Uh, I'm trying to see if I can recover quickly, nope, but no, nope, I can't. No, okay, just sorry. Next, next episode. <laughs> sorry, listeners. It's it's been it's been a couple of days. Um, if they're still listening at this point, that's I think they're like I think they're on board with us for whatever, which we appreciate. Yeah, it, by rider the way. dies, rider dies. Uh, our rider dies are hopefully subscribed to this uh, illustrious podcast here on the Blue Wire Podcast Network, and all of you should be. Uh, I guess I should say thank you for listening to this episode as well. We've been getting a lot of support lately. It has been amazing. We love all of you. Keep listening. Keep sharing. Make Like I said earlier, make sure you subscribe. Leave a rating if you're on iTunes. You know, all that good stuff. We, we appreciate all of you. Um, if you want to hop in our Discord, uh, send me or Ty uh, a screenshot of you listening to the podcast. Send it to us on Twitter, and we'll make sure to get you in there. Great conversations go on in there, as always. Uh, make sure you're checking out all the great content across the entire Blue Wire network. Stay safe out there, and we will talk to you next time.